Welcome to Hero's Journey Physio Fitness. Our mission is to empower, inspire, and mentor people to reclaim their health and become self-reliant in their fitness. I'm your host, Dr. Cameron Hogue. Join with me as my co-host, Annabelle Rios. Okay, Doc. We're going live in three, two, one. One. Hey, everybody. All you heroes out there, we'll see. We'll, we'll see if it sticks. We'll, yeah, it might not. <laughs> but we'll, 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 we'll get some feedback <laughs> on that. For all you heroes out there, this is part three of our supplement series. Take it or leave it. I feel like we're like in a late night TV show now. Hey, heroes, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no one's tuning in for. <laughs> <laughs> it's past my bedtime. Um, so that's our last <coughs> of, of our supplement series. I'm still a little... I uh, got my allergies going on, so I apologize for how I sound. Pollen, you Pollen. get it. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Um, so, guys, rate the podcast wherever you're listening. Rate it. Leave a review. Follow us on social media. See the link tree in the description. We're on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, TikTok, TikTok, and YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, and uh, MySpace. No, no, I'm kidding. We're not on MySpace. Maybe it died. Rest in peace, MySpace. Um. DM us, comment uh, on any of those platforms for future episodes. We do read them. We value everyone's opinion, just not the haters. Y'all aren't even in the game. You're not even playing. Not even playing. <laughs> and we'll read a few weeks ago from, uh, was it Teddy? Teddy Roosevelt? Oh, yes. Yeah, the man the, in the arena. Yeah, the Being are, in the arena, you know. Yeah. Taking action. Haters are those timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. They're so in the nose, please. Sitting. Oh, you're getting armchair quarterback. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we do have something. I thought it was funny. Oh, this was hilarious. There was a few comments that we read, <laughs> a few DMs that we got. Man, they <laughs> they cracked me up. When we were doing it, we we're all about efficiency, baby. The, we were shooting. The director said, "Do this," and I said, "You know what? I'm going to improvise, director." I do what I want. Oh, this, so the, well, <laughs> we made a little... Um, we made a Liver King short. To promote the first episode of the supplements. Mm-hmm. And that's what Animal's talking about. Yep, the creatine. The creatine, yeah. And yeah, just, you know, spot of the moment, spur of the moment. I'll be, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to use a scooper to stir. <laughs> <laughs> comments were like, that's against the code, bro. <laughs> No way that guy just used the <laughs> scooper to stir. And I was like, out of everything in that video, that's what people came away with. But yeah. That's fine. I thought it was pretty funny. I, we laughed. We got a good laugh out of that. Yeah. We liked it. We're not bitter. Yeah. It, I thought it was funny. We take good jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, now, you know, we've talked about creatine. We've talked about protein, fish oil, and now to a few more items. Yep. Vitamins. And then we'll get into multivitamins and then pre-workout. Pre-workout. And maybe we'll talk about the forbidden pre-workout. Mm. I don't know what you're talking about. I'll bring it up later. Okay. <laughs> I saw it on the internet and I thought it was funny. I'm in suspense, so that'll be good. Remind me, forbidden pre-workout. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll do the little uh, yeah, yeah, wink, yeah. wink. Okay. So um, we're going to, before we even talk about m- uh, the multivitamin supplement, we probably need to talk about vitamins. And this is going to be... Just an overview, um, like in, in school, graduate school, you know, I took a class on nutrition and diet therapy. <coughs> we talk about vitamins. I'm not an expert in vitamins by no means, but I do know about them and want to give everyone a quick little overview. That way, you know, you have some sort of 
uh, knowledge of what they are. Um, there's 13 essential vitamins. Uh, if you count them off, there's A, C, D, E, K, and then vitamin B actually has uh, a multitude in them like thiamine, riboflavin, nicene, uh, pantothenic acid, biotin, B6, B12, and folate, 13 in all. And there are, there are some that are fat soluble and there's others that are water soluble. And, um, really how, how actually, how I remember the difference between the fat and the water <coughs> is, uh, the acronym CADE, which is like someone's name, CADE, K-A-D-E. And those are your fat soluble. CADE's a little fatty. <laughs> and, that's, and that's how I remember the fat soluble. So vitamin K A D E, I guess that spells Cade, is fat. And then, <coughs> excuse me. And then B C is your water soluble. So maybe think maybe all the others are that, or maybe B C, maybe before Christ, Christian water baptism. I don't know. Think water. Cade. Cade. Cade and B C. Hmm. Um, and as they sound. Water soluble means that they're soluble in water. That means B and C, uh, if you uh, consume too much, you will most likely pee them out because you can just drink water and it'll, you know, you can flush them out. You can, o not OD as in like ODOD, <laughs> but you can overconsume them and there are some side effects with that. You're more likely to overconsume and have side effects from K, A, D, or E because those are fat soluble means they're soluble mm. in fat and they stay in like the cell membranes longer because they're fat soluble. Yeah. So I guess when you drink too much water, you can, you can flush out, you, like you said, BC, mm -hmm. BC. Okay. Mm. Now here are the, I mean, I'm talking flyover overview of the vitamins. So this is a high level 10,000 foot in the air overview. Exactly. And there's probably more, uh, that goes into these, but I'm just again hitting the basics here. So vitamin A, think I. It's essential for eye health. Um, I don't have a cool acronym for that one, but I, or A for eye health. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said I. Uh, a, I? I? Or A? It should have been, vi been vitamin I for eye health. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, so A is good for, essential for eye health. And then you have vitamin D. I think a lot of people know more about this one. It's, it's good for your bones, your immune system, cognitive function. Um Side note, vitamin D is actually more of a hormone, um, but you can get it uh, from plants, which is vitamin D2, or from animal foods, which is vitamin D3, or your body can synthesize uh, vitamin D from the sun. So there's a couple different ways you can consume from food, or you can be, um, you can get it from being out in the sun, but not like, mm. but not roasting out there. Yeah. No, no sunburns. <laughs> not cooking. No, no cooking. Oh, and this is something interesting about vitamin D. <clears throat> they have found that vitamin D is actually one of the most, uh, it's the vitamin that most people are deficient in. So most people are deficient in vitamin D and need more vitamin D, which hmm. is kind of interesting. And then, I, you know, take, take it what you will. I was listening to uh, a podcast with Dr. I think her name is Rhonda Patrick. She was on the Joe Rogan experience. She did a lot. She has a lot of research with like the gut microbiome and she's big on vitamin D and was finding that, um, especially with COVID-19, that people that were deficient in vitamin D were having worse uh, ailments and dying than those who were actually had, Interesting. had enough vitamin D. So vitamin D could be maybe potentially really important. <clears throat> So then I guess it's like vitamin D3, too, that a lot of people are recommended to take. 
Right. Right. <clears throat> um, okay, then you got vitamin E. Um, e is more of an antioxidant. <clears throat> it helps to protect cells from damage caused by these free radicals. So maybe vitamin E, think extremist, free radicals, protecting from damage. They're an antioxidant. I don't know. Mm. Something like that. <coughs> Man, excuse me. <clears throat> okay, vitamin K is necessary for blood clotting. So clotting, K, K, clotting. I know it's kind of a stretch, but maybe you can think about it that way. Then you have vitamin C, which is helpful in collagen production, wound healing, bone formation. Uh, it's good for your immune system. It helps the body absorb iron. It's also an antioxidant. Um, and again, this is one that is good to take. Maybe if you're, you know, about to travel or maybe starting to feel a little under the weather. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, it's water soluble. I, I guess you could potentially take too much, but it's harder and it can really help uh, fight off like we're saying, um, any type of infections helps with healing, especially wound healing. Is and kind of like emergency? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, actually, when all this <coughs> stuff started happening with my sinuses, and I was like, am I actually getting sick? I was destroying some uh, emergency, <laughs> just <laughs> popping those. And they're, and they're pretty yummy, too. Yeah. Tastes good. <laughs> um, any questions over those so far, Annabelle? <coughs> no. That makes sense. Cade and BC. K and B, C. And then, so the last one is vitamin B. And as we said, there's actually um, more that kind of fall under vitamin B. So we're going to talk about those real quick. Um, you have uh, vitamin B1 alias thiamine. Um, and they basically help to produce enzymes that break down blood sugar. Um, so it could help potentially with those struggling with high blood sugar, those who are pre-diabetic or diabetic. <coughs> B1 might be a good thing to look into. Then you have B2, which is riboflavin. And this is essential for growth and development of um, like your cells and helping to metabolize food. Um, then you have vitamin B3, which is niacin, helps cells grow and helps them function correctly. Then you have vitamin B5. I don't know why we skipped B4. But uh, apparently we haven't discovered before. It, it, it didn't make the cut. It didn't make the cut. It's not a thing. It's like Pluto all over again. Hey, don't talk about Pluto, man. What's that song? We don't talk about Bruno. No. <laughs> we don't talk about Pluto. We don't <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> um, okay, then there's B5, which is pantothenic acid. Uh, this is good for producing energy and uh, producing hormones. <clears throat> then you have vitamin, vitamin, vitamin B6, helping formation of red blood cells. This one doesn't get a cool alias. This one's just B6. And then um, you got B7, which is biotin. Uh, <coughs> most people know this one from uh, helping your hair, skin, yeah, hair, nails, nails, all that nails. kind of stuff. It's also good for helping metabolize protein, fats, and carbs, but mainly known for its uh, skin, hair, and nails. And then you have B9, which is folic acid, which is essential for making DNA and RNA. And a lot of the times... <coughs> this is recommended for pregnant women because as they are um they're usually deficient and uh folic acid helps as they are forming and uh growing this new life that um DNA and RNA is essential for. So and then lastly is B12 and that's great for your nervous system. So those in the very quick overview are the vitamins. There are a lot there's a lot of them, and you know, 
those are deemed the essentials, but yeah, and I feel like you can get a lot of these, I guess, in isolation instead of what we're about to cover here in the multivitamin. Right. Uh, ob- obviously, you can get all these from food, and we're not going to dive into which food gives you which what food gives you what because yeah. that would be the whole that'd be a whole podcast. But I mean, now that you know which are the vitamins, you could go look them up and say, how do I get more full? Yeah, like vitamin A, which is I, so you. Eat a fish eye, you know, eye yeah. and eye. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, there is actually, um, you know, you can get them individually. Like, you can get vitamin D individually. Yeah. You can get vitamin C. You can get a lot of the B vitamins, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's going to lead us into a multivitamin. What is a multivitamin? And it's just like how it sounds. It's a supplement <laughs> that has a variety or a multitude or multiple <laughs> of vitamins and minerals um, contained in them. Now, guys, I tried to find some research supporting multivitamins. I looked through it. Um, I did find one study that showed it modestly reduced the risk of cancer in males, and I believe it was for males who had already had cancer in the past. I might be wrong on that. Um but there was nothing that was conclusive on if it helped heart health, cognitive function, or anything like that. Mm. I, I I looked, and there's probably some studies out there. It would be interesting to see the population that they were studying. Yes. You know, like their their <coughs> current health conditions, age, and... Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, For it's sure. going to dictate... I mean, studies always have the their li- yeah, studies yeah. always have their limitations, and they should always be taken with a grain of salt. And there's always going to be studies that of come course. out and probably disprove things. Um, I did find that John Hopkins did a research review, and so what they did was they uh, <coughs> did an, anal- an analyst of research, and they found 450,000 people, and they saw that multivitamins. Uh, out of that population did not reduce their risk for heart disease or cancer. So they kind of looked at all those people and did an analysis and saw that there was, it didn't, didn't reduce the risk. Hmm. Um, They also looked at and they tracked the mental function and multivitamin use of almost 6,000 men. And they looked at it for 12 years and they saw that multivitamins did not reduce the risk for mental declines which is, you know, like memory loss or even just kind of that mental sharpness. Yeah. Um, they saw over 12 years tracking 6,000 people who took multivitamins. That is a good period of time. That's a pretty long time. Most studies are months if, yeah. if that. And wow. And again, too, there's also limitations on what kind, like the, the quality of the study, meaning like is it a systematic review or a meta-analysis, which mm-hmm. is like the top tier, like it has you know, the most research done in it and there's less bias in those. They're still biased or like randomized control trials, which, you know, you have blind and double blind and then you have more of like case studies. So there's different varying levels of the research. This one's probably lower level, but they did track it for a while. And that's, I mean, there's something to be said about that. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, They also looked at close to 2000 heart attack survivors who took a high dose multivitamin. And then they also looked at uh, there was the placebo group, and they tracked them for 55 months. So just calculate that and how many years that is. Almost, what, is that five years? Almost five years? Because six, 60 months is five years? I think it's close to five years. Guys, I'm a physical therapist, not a math major. It's like when you have kids, and they're talking about, oh, they're 
How old are they? 14, 17 months. So you're like, come on, just, just tell me. Just no, tell me in years. Give me the years, man. <laughs> well, they followed this group for 55 months, and the rates of heart attack, uh, heart surgeries, and deaths were similar between the two groups. So they didn't find anything conclusive on if you've had a heart attack and you start taking multivitamins or you don't take multivitamins, they were about the same in terms of surgeries and deaths. I just, I don't know. It's kind of like, wah, it's wah, wah, wah. yeah, it's like, dang it. I'm just taking multivitamins like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> He's gobbling up all my money. <laughs> um, and then I also found, this is from a nutrition journal. And the, the article was, um, <coughs> addressing the nutritional gaps with multivitamins and mineral supplements. And I just thought this, as I was reading through, I thought this quote was really, um, I think uh, the takeaway here. And it okay. said, the potential benefits of a, of a multivitamin supplement likely outweigh any risk in the general population, and it may be beneficial for older people. Basically, what I got out of that little statement as I was reading through is like, it's not going to harm you to take. Like the the risk of taking it is low. It may help. It may help, especially if you're older, potentially. But it might not. You know the way I look at it is very similar to what you're saying. Is that if you're if you're not doing if you're not eating right, because I guess assuming that you're eating properly, meeting you know all your different, getting all your minerals and your vitamins through your food, right. And you're, you know, you're active. You're working out. You're doing everything. Yeah, maybe it it's not gonna do much for you. But if you're the average American, eating the the sad diet, <laughs> standard American diet, right? It may 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 help. The risks are low. I mean, it's not like you're gonna. There's no. There's not gonna be any harm that comes from it. But are you? Are you? That I think that quote just. Yeah. Really no, I like that. that. Oh, it that's just perfect. Yeah, it may be beneficial, and it likely outweighs any risk. And it may be beneficial for older people or maybe those who have a ba bad diet. Man, you got me thinking about reconsidering this whole multivitamin. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. Like, it's not going to harm you to take. Like, that's yeah. for sure. But are you getting the benefits that you think you're getting? I think the research says probably not. Probably not. So our conclusion is leave it. Unless you uh, want to drop money. like me. I mean, yeah, again, if, it, if you can find some cheap multivitamins that you know the source and, you know, you feel... Obviously, lab tests, it's right. the, the best, but it's obviously a little more expensive. So. Right. And, you know, sometimes there is... Okay, we'll talk about this one, too. There's a placebo effect. If you think something's helping... The mind is powerful. The mind man. is powerful. The mind is powerful. So I don't want to burst anyone's bubble if they're thinking multivitamins have been really helping them feel good. Take it. There's no. There's really no risk. But is it really from the multivitamin or is it placebo? You need to start giving me sugar capsules, Cam, and say that it's multivitamin. Oh, I should have done that. You should have done that. <laughs> I was like, man, that's, that's multivitamins. Right. So uh, we, we alluded to this earlier, but uh, as Annabelle said, some of these can be standalone vitamins like D and C. Um, and we know most people are deficient in D. So it might be beneficial to start taking vitamin D by itself if, you, yeah. if you're deficient. Um, and again, you can look up the recommended dosage. I think it's like 2000 to 5,000 IUs, IUs or something, yeah. something like that. Uh, look that up yourself. I'm just going off the top of my head there. Yeah. I'm taking, I'm taking one and it's about a thousand five hundred probably somewhere yeah. in there. Cool. Yeah. yeah so that might, that might be beneficial or taking vitamin C or zinc if you're starting to feel sick or wanting to maybe avoid. Oh yeah. Know. When I'm getting sick, dude, I 
bus to have the emergency and I pop two, three. Let's go. <laughs> oh, also side note on zinc, you got to eat food with that or it's going to tear you up. Do not take like, zinc on an empty stomach. You go, your family's going to hate you kind of tear up? No, like uh, it'll like, it'll make you feel like you want to vomit. Like oh, it'll, it'll, wow. like, it'll like destroy your stomach. Okay. I, I took it on an empty stomach one time, went into work and I was like, can I even go into work today? <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> so again, conclusion of multivitamins, leave it potentially do standalone vitamins, DC, maybe minerals like zinc, stuff like that. Wherever you're deficient, pregnant, folate, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. No, good to know. Okay. Now this is what I'm really excited to talk about because we're talking about pre-workout and, um, I'm going to be completely honest with everybody. I have not been a pre-workout kind of guy. Uh, Same. And I, if I worked out in the morning, I would, in the past, sometimes I do shots of espresso, more, get more like more caffeine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that is technically a pre-workout. Um, but when I'm I saying. because I'm not a pansy. <laughs> I just roll out of bed and hit it. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> You're a savage. A Mexican conquistador. <laughs> But what I'm saying, <coughs> and what most people do when they say pre-workout, that's more of a, that generic term for the supplement used by bodybuilders, athletes, weightlifters, to uh, enhance performance, maybe increase endurance, energy, focus. Um, usually, come you know you scoop it. Like, I don't mix it with your scoop, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what we're usually talking about when we say pre-workout. Uh, I mean, you could take caffeine or a caffeine pill or, or whatever, and that could technically be a pre-workout. Um but yeah, I, I had not been in the pre-workout. I'm going to be honest, before looking into the research, I thought that it was bad for you. I mean, if you look at, well, here's a story. So I, before PT school, I, I again, I didn't know too much about health and fitness. I'd all, we, we talked about in the past. I'd been athletic, played sports, done their workout, all that kind of stuff. You listen to the gym bros. You listen to the gym bros. And I was home from college i was home from break and my brother was like hey come work out with me and i was like okay and he goes take some of my pre-workout and I, i'd never taken it before <laughs> and i was like oh okay and so he's you know he he was taking like two scoops or something he goes i'll just give you like maybe like one i usually like you're recommended as one but i usually take two to kind of really oh jack yeah, Con- connor was a savage Con. and uh <laughs> so he gave me a scoop of uh, his pre-workout i don't remember what it was and we hit the gym and man, I'm I'm feeling pretty good. Not gonna lie, I was feeling good for a few minutes. About uh, halfway through, I started tingling. <laughs> like my, I was like, I just I felt super weird. And he kept looking over at me, like, "What's going on, man?" And I'm like looking at my arms, and I'm like, "This ever like, am I like, what's going on?" <laughs> and then I kid you not, my heart rate. So you know, typical heart rates, sixty to hundred beats per minute. Mine's usually on the lower end, around sixty or seventy. My heart rate five hours later was still like 120 to 130 beats per minute. Goodness gracious. You know, and that's why I've been not against it, but I'm like, I don't want to take pre-workout. <coughs> I told you the story, but I'll tell it for the people in the air. Back in the day, back in high school. Back in the day. I used to never take co- I no coffee, nothing. And I was like, I don't want to mess my heart up. Right. One day. You know, you go with the boys. We're going to go get some food, go to the gas station, et cetera. So I was tired of that. Day. I was like, you know, you listen to the boys. Dude, just take a five-hour energy drink. It'll get you through the game. I'm like, all right. Because, you know, those weekend tournaments, mm-hmm. you play a lot of games, oh, yeah. you're tired. So I was like, all right, okay, cool. So we get back to the locker room. I chugged a little five-hour energy drink. I was oh, like, all right, gosh. I'm ready to go. 
You know, you're going through your warm ups, you're, and then out of nowhere, like you said, yeah, boom, it hits you. You're like, <laughs> your, heart. your heart's pounding. And I'm, in out, I'm on the outfit. I'm like, oh my gosh. Somebody <laughs> hit me the bar and do something. My heart's about to explode. Oh, God. <laughs> so that's why I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know about pre workout. Yeah. And also, so looking back on that, I was not caffeine sensitive at all. So, like, I didn't drink coffee. I didn't drink. Um, what when you took it, it was con? Yeah, when I took it with Khan, I was not I was not a coffee drinker. I was not a energy drink drinker. I wasn't I've never been a soda drinker. Like I just there's no caffeine. That's me. That's what I would <laughs> Yeah, there's no caffeine in my diet. And then obviously you take this thing that has high caffeine and then all these other ingredients, which we'll talk about, and it just <laughs> set me over it's the It's a edge. scary feeling, isn't it? I did not like it. You feel like your your chest is gonna explode and you you're yeah. shaking. Oh my gosh, yeah. So <laughs> anyway, that that's been our experience in the past. But um I've done some research. It's like, what do I do with all this power? I know. <laughs> and so here, I mean, there, again, there's a, there's a quite a bit of stuff on pre-workout. And again, it depends on which pre-workout you're taking. But I got the question, does it work? Okay, so it, it, it's promising to increase your endurance, energy, focus, being able to give you that better pump, uh, long-term, being able to lift more weights, therefore you'll be able to get stronger and get you know bigger, all that kind of stuff. So does it work? Man, I only found studies that show that it works um here's one from the journal of sports science and medicine uh, the title was effects of pre-workout energy supplement on acute multi-joint resistance exercise and here's what they found quote results suggest <coughs> that acute ingestion of um, pre-workout 10 minutes prior to the onset of multi-joint resistance training can augment training volume increase power performance during the workout they saw that it did have a correlation to mm. increase power strength and endurance, especially doing multi-joints. So that's like your big lifts, like your squat and your deadlift, bench, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, okay. So not just your isolation stuff. Like they found it gave way more of a power output and stuff. Now that's interesting. Um, what was that thing that I said the other day? You said it was like the, the gateway drug to pre-workout. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was called like a BCAA energy. They had like some caffeine. That, yeah. gave, that got me jacked up. I mean, it's definitely, it's like the baby version of pre-workout. It's got some of the ingredients. I can't imagine taking pre-workout. Yeah. Um. So then there's another. Whenever you do drugs, guys, start. With the gateway. Start with the gateway and then do half of the gateway <laughs> <laughs> and see how you react. <laughs> That's right. We'll, we'll talk about how to dose up here in a minute. Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So then there's another journal of International Society of Sports Medicine. This was the title of the article. The effects of acute pre-workout supplementation on power and strength performance. So they found, quote, ingestion of a pre-workout supplement led to significant improvements in anaerobic peak in mean power values in comparison to placebo in baseline treatments. So not only was there like a difference, they said there was a statistically significant difference, wow. meaning that you can kind of conclude that there, like what you found was like an actual, it was significant. Yeah. Um, and so that is, they saw that anaerobic peak in power, which anaerobic is a lot of your resistance training, maybe even sprinting, you know, stuff like that where you're, you're pushing weight around or you're trying to push yourself in the gym. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's, it's suggesting that it is better than placebo or any other type of treatment. Shoot. Okay. Um, the big question is, is it safe? So we know it works. Okay. It does work, but is it safe? And so from kind of our experience, why we have been 
maybe why I have been against it was that one experience that I had back in college where I felt weird and I had my elevated heart rate. Again, yeah. I was not caffeine sensitive. I did I, I, I you know, no caffeine in my diet. And then you take this, a scoop of this pre-workout and you just go off the chain. <laughs> um, so that, that is something to think about. But I found this article. This one is also from the Journal of International Society of Sports Nutrition. And this looked at like the multi-ingredient of pre-workout, the safe, safety implications, performance. It's a, it was a brief review. <clears throat> and um, I'm just going to read this because there's some good stuff in yeah, here. Yeah, we don't want to miss anything. <coughs> I don't want to miss anything. So this is what, the, this is what they found. Uh, I think this was like towards the end of the article. It said, uh, to date, relevant uh, literature suggests that the consumption of many um, – it says MIPS, but it's, 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 it stands for the pre-workout, appears to be relatively safe with minimal reports of adverse effects. However, most studies examine the effects of pre-workout ingestion are they're relatively short, less than eight weeks. Several studies have examined the effects of chronic uh, pre-workout ingestion on heart rate, blood pressure, and other type of hematologic markers with minimal adverse effects reported. So there's not a lot of research done post like basically two or three months. There was a couple studies they saw that looked on like more long term. They didn't I didn't necessarily find I'll have to go look up that article how long they were saying. But they saw there was minimal adverse effects on the heart, which is what kind of my concern was growing up. Same was <laughs> why, why does my heart feel like it wants to explode <laughs> like a water balloon? So, well, I mean, it's kind of like coffee. When, yeah. you, when you've never had coffee and you first, I don't know, the first time I drink, like, oh my goodness. But then you get a use, uh, you adjust, and then. Yeah, you become caffeine sensitive. Caffeine sensitive. <coughs> and it's kind of good every now and then when you, you step, you, you cut out coffee and then you come back in, you're like, well, you get that same Dude, feeling. I had, I felt like I had an outer body experience when I cut out coffee for three weeks and then had it. I felt amazing. <laughs> it was so crazy. The first week, have you, man, caffeine withdrawals? You're, <laughs> you're just like, what is going Nice. Yeah. It's almost like you're drugged up. <laughs> right. And then you drink it again. It's a whole new feeling. So um, the also in that article, though, I do want to pull this out. So <clears throat> some concerns um, they had regarding the safety of pre-workouts. So they, it goes far beyond just merely examining the ingredient list, like what appears on the label, because they, as several supplements have been found in the past that contained contaminants, heavy metals, potent stimulus, and various banned ingredients. I think one reason some work pre-workouts have gotten a bad name, at least in the past, is because of that. There, are, there were some supplements that were, again, putting not good, like things <coughs> not on the ingredient list into the ingredients. Yeah heavy metals, very potent stimulants, and some banned ingredients, especially if you're like an athlete. You know, sometimes I can show up on a... Uh, like on a, your PED test. Yeah, and stuff like that. So, Which I used to not know that until we, we looked at this, like, which makes sense. I was like, okay, how do you not know that they were put... And it's true, and that's why lab tested yes. is obviously the best way to go because you, you know you're getting what, what it says you're getting. Yeah, so if you're if you're getting what the ingredients say that you're getting, pre-workout as they're showing is safe especially if you dose up now if you're getting some 
random source from the internet. And again, the internet, everything's getting better, getting a little bit more controlled, but really anybody can start a supplement company and put whatever they want into that yeah, and sell you it. But whatever you want in your protein. <laughs> exactly. We talked about protein, protein, a cup or last episode. And like, you need to check to see what's in it. Yeah. I think you, in your creatine. Yeah. You need to know what's in this. You need to know if it's been tested. That way, you know, that the ingredient list that you're consuming is actually in there. I mean, that's why I did with my creatine when I, I'm on creatine, guys. I'm not natty anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the first thing I was like, lap tested? Okay, cool. Now I know I am taking what it says I'm taking. And now it's more expensive for the people, it was. the supplement companies, and that means more expensive for you because basically lap testing means they send it off and they do a test to see like what ingredients, what's actually in there. Okay, boom, it is there, and it's also in the dosage that you say it's in. Therefore, you can slap that label on. But it's more expensive but I think it's worth it. You don't yeah, want for me, be, it's worth it. You don't want to be consuming heavy metals and, you know, banned <laughs> substances. <laughs> like, that's not good. Yeah. And I think we talked about maybe cycling through, maybe having c- points in time where you're not taking it. Yes. Okay. So here is, and we didn't, we didn't talk about this with creatine and even protein. Um, with anything that you do, even lifting weights, your body will adapt and your body will become, will be, will come accustomed. That's why, we recommend train, you know, changing your training cycle, whether that's reps or the exercise to kind of shock the system. We're not saying do it every workout, but there has to become a time where your <laughs> yeah. body, yeah, there's not Sh- completely shocking. You don't know what I'm about to do to you. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you have to, and especially with what you consume, like how we talked earlier about uh, when I drank coffee and then went off it. And then you have like this really like good reaction to it again, because you, your body, you got off it, your body became used to not, you know, was not caffeine sensitive. So same with like creatine, <coughs> same with pre-workout. Protein might be a little bit different because that's um, yeah, it's more of a um, macronutrient that um, you're using to kind of hit your protein intake. These are more of your micros, micronutrients. Um, but I've heard, and again, this is do do what you you will with this. That like for creatine, you know, two or three months on, one month off, come back on. I would say potentially same thing with pre-workout, two or three months on maybe a month off. Um, and then also if you, if you're not caffeine sensitive, whatever they say, the recommended dosage, do half of that. See how you feel. Then do like three fourths of a scoop. I would even, yeah. If you're not drinking coffee right now from experience, guys, I would even go further than (laughs) do one fourth. Yes. Start small, see how you feel because there, I I do want to talk about some of the ingredients found in most pre-workouts and then we'll kind of come up with our conclusion here. And then um, I'll talk about the forbidden pre-workout. Oh, yeah. I can't, can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait to hear that. Uh, so most ingredients or <laughs> ingredients found in most pre-workouts, obviously caffeine. So honestly, that's going to be one of your bigger, bigger stimulants yep. is uh, caffeine. You also have <coughs> uh, uh, nitric oxide agents, stuff like citrulline and arginine. Um, that's going to help be vasodilators. That's going to help you get the pump. It's going to make you feel good. Um, it's going to like give you not the vascularity, but it's basically going to allow you to feel, get more of that pump, get the blood flowing. Uh, they put creatine in it, which we've all talked about in the past. And we know that helps with performance, uh, beta alanine. Um, that can be the one that gives you the tinglies. Um, but they have found that that is good for, uh, power output and, uh, endurance. And then I don't even know if I'm going to say this one, right? Bet it, betine, betaine. I don't know. Betaine, um, but when that was also found to be um, helpful in like power output and everything like that. Those are going to be your common ingredients. Dosage-wise, 
look it up. Some will give a little bit more here. Some will get a little bit more there. Um, yeah, play around with which ones yeah. you buy and just make sure that they're tested and whatever <laughs> ingredients. Read the label. Yeah. Just read your labels. And if you can't afford it, try to go for lab tested. Right. They are a little bit more expensive, but. <clears throat> so our conclusion, you know, against what I thought going I, and going into this, I thought that I was going to say, leave it. I thought I was going to say, just take some, yeah. just drink some coffee, which you can do. I think I'm going to start taking some pre-workout now. See how see how it does. We'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> my, my, num- my numbers are going to skyrocket. I got to keep an eye on him though. <laughs> yeah. So our conclusion is: take it, just be careful uh, on the dosing. Yes. And which one you buy? Yep. All right. All I, right. I want to hear the story just quickly. Okay. I found this on the internet. I watch the I, I watch YouTube, you know, and sometimes the algorithm just gives you saying, and they were they were talking about the forbidden pre-workout. The forbidden pre-workout. Yes, it's a thing. I didn't know what it is. I didn't know about it. You know, you you wanna know what it is? Yeah, tell me. Essentially, it's when you go through, after a breakup, you read the tets. Hmm? You read your, the tets from your ex. Oh. Yeah. You, or you, you read you read your text from your ex. Yes. Or listen to music, and it apparently just you know. It uh. gets you good. Now, is it safe? I mean, I don't know, guys. I would. I would start <laughs> easily with this. <laughs> no, but it was pretty funny. And then it was this guy on social media, like, yeah, he's doing the forbidden, forbidden pre-work. And I'm like, what is that? And oh, it's so like after heartbreak, you're like, I got to change everything Exactly. About and then like right before they hit the gym, they don't even take pre-work. They just whip out their phone, go into the messages, pop that song. I don't know, their song, whatever. <laughs> PRs for days. <laughs> I just I just googled it. It said the term forbidden pre workout. <laughs> what does it say? Is a TikTok trend about <laughs> using the power of heartbreak, despair, and emotional turmoil yes. instead of traditional pre workout supplements. It was started May of last year. <laughs> I didn't know about it, and then I was like, oh wow, <laughs> that's actually pretty funny. Yeah, it, it's really funny. Again, be careful, guys. Start easy. Maybe just play. <laughs> 15 minutes of that song or <laughs> only read a couple tags. <laughs> oh gosh. All right. So that uh, wraps it up for this episode. Yeah. Oh, and like always want to remind you guys, uh, remember you are human. We should not seek perfection, but daily improvement. All right. We'll see, All you, guys right, see you guys. Bye.